Hello and welcome to the Digital Nomad Life Podcast hosted by yours truly, Krista Bella Travels. You can just call me Krista. I'm a long-term digital nomad. It's been about eight years and I've traveled to 60 countries all while working full-time online. I currently coach others to do the same. And I wanted to create this podcast because, damn, my DMs get flooded (laughs) with all kinds of questions that I just feel like they're way too long and complicated to send you in a simple direct message. So this podcast is for all the people who've been following me over the years and have lots of questions about how they too can adopt and thrive in the digital nomad lifestyle. So let's get into our topic today, which is all about loneliness. Loneliness, I know, is an extremely uncomfortable feeling and nobody wants to feel lonely. I don't want to feel lonely. Was there ever a time when I did feel lonely as I was traveling around the world, which by the way, the majority of my travels have actually been as a solo traveler. Uh, Yes, I definitely have experienced loneliness for sure. In fact, I remember this one time, whoa, I was traveling around the north of Brazil by myself And it was just before the Olympic season. So I think it was like the lowest of low seasons. Like it was right before there was going to be this massive boom. And I kept going to these different hostels because I'll get into the like practical tips later on in the episode about different places you can go to meet people. Because of course you want to share things with others. Um, But uh, yeah, I was going to different hostels to meet other travelers and it wasn't meeting anybody. I kept checking in and I was the only one there. And on that trip, I found myself on this beach, this beautiful, stunning white sand beaches with all the palm trees behind it, not a single building in sight, beautiful blue sky, just a couple cute little puffy clouds, sparkling ocean. And I was just there on the stretch of beach and I was looking in either direction and there wasn't a soul in sight. And at that point I had been by myself for like a couple of weeks and I really was feeling like, oh my God, I'm so alone. And I just imagined, you know, on Google maps, how you have that little blue dot representing where you are. And then you can pinch the screen and zoom out and out and out and out and out and out and out. And I just remember doing that in my mind from where I was and realizing that I was so far away from anybody that I knew And I literally screamed as loud as I could scream because I knew no one would hear it. And there I was just on this beach all by myself, so far away, screaming. And then I fell to the ground and cried. And that is my most lonely moment I have ever had. Hope you enjoyed that little story. But guys, that hasn't happened since then. I actually, ever since that moment, I realized it's so important to make an effort to not be lonely. As someone who is an ENFP personality type, it's on the Meyer Briggs slash 16 personalities type, I am the most introverted of the extroverts. So while other people might see me as an extrovert, I often feel like an introvert and I'm very okay being by myself, not interacting with people for long periods of time. So when I travel solo, you know, I feel like that's, it's cool for me. Like I don't mind being alone often, but in that moment on the beaches of Brazil, I realized that 
it's so important for me to make an effort to be meeting other people regularly so I can avoid this very painful situation of feeling so freaking alone. So in this episode, I want to talk about the concept of loneliness and the emotional side of loneliness, as well as practical tips for you to meet other people so that you can share experiences as a digital nomad as and a traveler. Because these things are different. The feeling of loneliness is not the same as being next to or not next to someone. Because don't we all know the truth that you can be in a crowded room or even in an intimate relationship and still feel lonely? And why is that? Well, this is my own interpretation, my own thought, because I've thought about loneliness a lot, obviously, as I've traveled the world and had that weird, crazy crying on the beach experience in Brazil. But I think that loneliness comes from not feeling seen, heard, or understood. It's from not having other people get us. It's from not having other people recognize our soul, recognize who we are inside of this flesh suit that we are existing in. So whether you are sharing your digital nomad experience with a friend, with a partner, with somebody that you met at the hostel earlier that day, or whether you're traveling solo, personally, I don't think that those things actually have to do with loneliness. And that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. You are listening to my podcast to hear my opinion, so I'm sharing it with you. So if we're on board with the concept that loneliness comes from not feeling seen, heard, or understood, then of course we need to make an effort to find people who can see, hear, and understand us. And what's amazing is those people don't need to be in our physical vicinity. I would say that for the majority of my travels, especially when I was seriously solo traveling before I tapped into the digital nomad community, because by the way, there's a huge digital nomad community out there of thousands of people that if you are a nomad, you probably have a very similar mindset and perspective about the world and these people, you're going to meet them and then it's going to be like, boom, immediately you get each other and that feels so good and that really can combat loneliness. But before I tapped into the digital nomad community, before I knew anybody who was a digital nomad, because you got to remember, I started doing this in 2013 and this was before people were really using this term. I didn't even know the term digital nomad until 2016. So there were a few years where I just didn't know how to identify these other like-minded people. So when I was traveling solo in those years, didn't know any other nomads, I would make an effort to call my mom, you know, to make sure that I was staying in touch with some of my friends from home, people that I felt that no matter what I did, they would still support me. That is really, really important. So if I were you, if you're about to go on a digital nomad trip, the first thing to do is make a list of your high priority people. I would say there should be three of them maximum. More than that, it's too many and you know the quality is going to start deteriorating. But if you have maybe three or fewer people where you just, yeah, probably I would say three. Three is a good number. Three people where you are staying in touch with regularly. They know about what's going on in your life. They are curious about what's going on in your life. Because this is another side note 
Um, a lot of people who you think care about you are not going to care to hear about your travels. And this is just really kind of a sad reality of when you adopt a really different kind of lifestyle. There might be people that care about you. You have this like legacy friendship where you've known each other forever, but then you adopt this lifestyle that they just cannot understand and they don't want to understand because it makes them look at their own lifestyle and it challenges what they think about their own lifestyle and they're not going to want you to indulge in your lifestyle. So just know that these three people, hopefully they have proven to you that they just really, really, really do support you no matter what. Make a list of those people and whenever you go off traveling, it's your responsibility to keep in touch with them. It is not a two-way street if you're the one that left. If you're the one who left, it is your responsibility to maintain the relationship. I'm going to say it again for the ones in the back. Do not expect people that you left behind to be reaching out to you on a regular basis, even if they are your top three priority people. It is your responsibility. Because think about it, like you left them behind and they're probably sitting back there on the same couch that they've sat at every single day for the last however many years and thinking that, wow, you're probably growing and changing so much and are they going to be able to keep up? Are you going to care about their possibly boring life compared to your crazy, exciting life. And of course you care because it's not about the lifestyle. It's about the soul within. And that's the thing about loneliness, right? It's not about the body. It's not about the location. It's not about how physically close you are with the person. It's about how emotionally close you are with that person. So make that top three list of your best people and just make sure that no matter where in the world you go, you are managing that relationship and keeping in touch. So now this next thing that I'm going to say, is not going to be for everybody, but I have to share that as someone who is now a content creator, kind of by profession, but also I was sharing on social media a lot um, while I was, you know, solo traveling before I even had a public Instagram account. I really found that the more that I shared, the less lonely I felt. And the reason why is because you want people to see, feel, hear, and understand you, right? That is how you're going to combat loneliness. So while you have those three people that I want you to be making the effort to reach out to, give the other people in your life something to respond to. Do that by sharing the mundane things about your life. Talk to the camera about the difficult day that you had. I know, I I think a lot of people have resistance to this because they feel like they don't identify as being a content creator or they feel that it's narcissistic to be talking about themselves all the time. But uh, I'm just here to validate you and to encourage you to just get the F over it because I'm serious. The more that you can share, the more you are inviting other people into your world. And again, I know that this is digital. I'm going to get into how to meet people IRL very soon. But yeah, I have to say like, because I have 
a presence on social media and because I have a lot of people who are just in general aware of me and they've been following along my life for all these years and they do see, feel, hear, and understand me. And I know that they do because they reply to my stuff and share share their opinions and engage in a conversation with me over it. I'm able to not feel lonely like I did before I had a social media following or just people that were following along on my life anyway. I'm able to feel a lot less lonely for that reason. So start sharing your life and allow the people that are not within that three special VIP circle to invite themselves into your world. And now the final part of combating loneliness as a digital nomad is actually meeting people in real life. And I've got a lot of things to share on this topic. Yeah, like I said, I can be very introverted. I also can be very extroverted. So I got that part covered too. Okay, so here's the cool thing about being a digital nomad. There are thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of other digital nomads around the world. And because Wi-Fi is still not so strong everywhere, and because digital nomads tend to have this philosophy of life that they are, um, you know, kind of searching for paradise, digital nomads tend to congregate in certain places. And if you know where those places are, you can prioritize going to those places and you're probably just going to meet other digital nomads very naturally. But also when you go to these destinations, there will be events and, um, you know, co-working spaces that are bustling and you're just, it's, you just want to, you will just want to set yourself up for success, right? By putting yourself in those destinations. So let me see if I can list some destinations off the top of my head. Well, first of all, Bali, Indonesia, where I happen to be is like the digital nomad Mecca, in my opinion. Are you even a digital nomad if you've never come to Bali? <laughs> That's a joke, but because I know the time difference is tough. But yeah, a lot of digital nomads come to Bali because it's cheap, it's beautiful, the Wi-Fi is good, and there's this huge ever-growing community here. Medellin, Colombia, I would say, is another huge destination. This beautiful city that's kind of tucked into a valley right on the equator, so the weather is perfect. Actually, they call it the city of eternal spring. It's just always wonderful. There's mountains there. So if you're more of a mountain person, I would say go to Medellin, specifically the neighborhood called El Poblado, and you will just see everybody on their laptops in literally every cafe that you walk by. And it is just a vibe. It's super cool. Another place is Chiang Mai, Thailand, up in the north. Another cooler destination if hot weather isn't your jam. Although, actually, I take it back. Thailand is still pretty warm, even in the north. But yeah, there's lots of lots of digital nomads up there. I would say Chiang Mai is probably the least expensive of all the destinations. So if money is tight, then that is a good place to go. And it's also, Thailand has a cool visa situation where you can just kind of pop over the border to Vietnam or Laos. And yeah, renew your visa and just continually stay. Probably in another podcast, I'll get into like the logistics of the digital nomad lifestyle, like how to go around the visa laws. But basically, just a little teaser, no matter where you are, you're going to go as a tourist. And when they ask you at immigration, if you're working, you say, 
no. <laughs> and that's it. It's really not that hard. But yeah, your visas usually are just for a limited amount of time. So you have to go cross the border, do something called a visa run, and then come back. And then you're golden. So I got Bali, Medellin, and Chiang Mai. And then there are other places that aren't as huge, but still, oh no, I take it back. Lisbon, Lisbon, Portugal is a massive digital nomad scene. In fact, you can go look at um, on Facebook, Digital Nomads in Lisbon, I think it's called. And um, they have events at least once, but maybe twice a week all year. And everybody who's a digital nomad is invited. I think anybody who wants to be a digital nomad is invited too. And yeah, it's just a very, very welcoming, fostered community by a few of the awesome nomads there that have just chosen to make that their long-term home base. So I would say those are the four main places around the world. I've got one in South America, one in Europe, two in Asia, and then Las, Las Palmas, Gran Canaria, Spain, Berlin, Germany, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah, let's just stick with those. <laughs> let's just stick with those. I think I think those are the main ones. But of course, there are lots of other destinations. And when you are looking for a place to go, do your nomading thing, just Google best places in Asia, best places in South America, best places in Europe to be a digital nomad. And then once you find the country, best places in Germany to be a digital nomad, best places in Ecuador to be a digital nomad, best places in Madagascar to be a digital nomad. I've never been to Madagascar, but I, I'm sure there's a place where digital nomads tend to go. Like if there's a place in Madagascar that you're going to go, there's probably one place. I will look that up later and report back. But destinations aside, yeah, you can rock up to Medellin or Bali and just go bring your laptop to a cafe and chances are there's going to be someone else with their laptop and you're going to say, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? And they're going to tell you and then you're going to say, oh, where are you from? Are you working on something? And that's your in for your digital nomad meeting conversation. But if you don't want to just take a chance by rocking up to a foreign city by yourself, then there are a lot of traveling digital nomad groups that you can join that are also just amazing at exploding your network. One of my favorites, because I have been with them since the very beginning, since they created their company, is called the Wi-Fi Tribe. But there's also the Work Wanderers. There's Remote Year. What else is there? There's a few. But traveling co-living groups are a badass way to meet lots of other digital nomads because basically what happens is the company, they will rent a series of houses all in the same area in a specific destination. Like right now, I happen to know that the Wi-Fi tribe is in Cape Town, which is also a great digital nomad destination, by the way. So they're all in Cape Town. They all have a, a series of houses all together, and everybody agrees to arrive on the same day and stay until the same day. So now you've got 25 people from all over the world who identify as digital nomads coming to live in this co-living community in a foreign destination. And it fosters this really fun environment where during the week, everybody's, you know, tapping away on their laptops very diligently, getting their work done because everybody has work to do. And then on the weekends, all these people are at a new destination that they're super excited about. So weekend trips get planned and you get to, you know, go explore the country on the weekends 
do the nomad thing during the weekdays and just get to explore the city that you're living in and feeling like a local on weeknights. That is how I've met so many of my really, really close digital nomad friends, and I'm extremely grateful for these companies for existing. Shout out to you guys. I do need to mention, though, that if you are going to join one of these co-living communities, it is definitely going to cost you. I think a lot of people get sticker shock thinking, oh my gosh, why would I spend this much money in a place like Medellin when I could easily get accommodation for $300 a month? And it's like, okay, if you don't care about the community, then don't spend money on the community. But if you care about the community, it's going to cost you. So I personally think it's super worth it. Even if you just go join for one chapter, one month of these companies, you know, you're ensuring that you have, you're, you're kickstarting your global network of people. So I really can't recommend doing that enough. But if you really don't have the upfront capital to spend on joining a co-living place like that, then you can do what I did for the first like probably year and a half, two years of my nomading, which was staying in hostels more often than anything. Um, I'll do another episode all about finding accommodation, accommodation and those logistics of being a nomad, but hostels are our friend, okay? They're not this like creepy place where only people that are teenagers go and they're not dirty they're not dingy i mean sure those ones probably exist but you definitely can google best hostels in and then for me i always looked at the pictures to find um you know just to make sure that there was a good common area because some hostels have it some hostels don't but you want to find a hostel that has a good common area so that you wake up you take your laptop you know wherever you need to go work that day a co-working space a cafe a hotel lobby what have you And then as soon as you come back to the hostel, people probably think that you just spent the day out adventuring and they're going to come back and they're going to ask you about your day. And then they're going to ask if you want to go get dinner and then see if you're going to this party tonight. And for me, it was just staying in hostels was a really easy way for me to balance having a thriving social life with my job. So I definitely recommend checking out some hostels. And trust me, there are some absolutely stunning hostels um, in the best locations in the best cities and they're just so worth it they're so worth it so definitely don't hold back check it out and by the way they also have private rooms in many many hostels so don't give me this whole you know can't sleep in a dorm bed excuse that's what i recommend for that so in summary what i recommend for you to combat loneliness as a digital nomad is one to think about those three people who are your core vip people that you are the one reaching out and staying in touch with them regularly. Two, show up on social media, share your life so that all the people that you care about that aren't in your three VIP can still have an opportunity to, you know, respond to the stuff that you're doing and strike up conversations and let you feel like other people are aware of you. And then finally, it's just putting yourself out there, making friends who are in the digital nomad community. I recommend doing that with co-working spaces and these co-living groups but if you can't afford to do either of those things then a hostel is for sure the next best thing and if you're even not able to stay in a hostel walk to a hostel and go hang out there in the afternoon join one of the trips that they're hosting on a weekend just do what you got to do be approachable allow yourself to be approached open body language you know, have a book in your hand or something just so that someone can comment on something 
or you just bite the bullet and you say hello to somebody else. Ask them where they're from. And you know, these people that you meet on the random, they may not become your lifelong friends, but it doesn't matter. Traveling, yes, I agree. It's more fun to have people to share experiences with, but it's okay if they're not your lifelong friends. Um, You would actually, I think, be really surprised at how deep you can go with these new people that you meet and how much fun you're going to have with people that are pretty much strangers. But as long as you have your three VIP people, that should hold you over until you do make your own amazing digital nomad community. And then you really will never be lonely because you'll have all these people who see, hear, and understand you. So with that, those are my recommendations. Guys, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you so much. If you are interested in more content from me, I post on TikTok and Instagram pretty regularly. I talk a lot about the digital nomad lifestyle as I am in this podcast, but I also talk a lot about how to actually get yourself a digital nomad career because all this lifestyle stuff, it literally doesn't matter if you don't actually have a job and an income that you can take with you as you travel the world. So slide in to my secret Instagram account, which is Krista Bella Travels Coaching. I never link this anywhere or write it anywhere. It's just you only could find out about it if you've actually stayed through a full long form piece of content. So if you sent, if you message me there, the chances that I see your messages are way, 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 way higher. And I would love to work with anyone who is interested in having me coach you all through the process of becoming a digital nomad from getting that first career to having you thrive in the career and then launching you off to the far corners of the earth while making a full-time income. So say hi and I'll see you in the next episode.